Yo, welcome back to another edition of the Cruising Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Cruz, and today is Monday, February 12th. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh man. So, um, first of all, I want to say, uh, how's everybody doing today? Hopefully, you all doing well. I'm doing okay. Yeah, doing my, doing my best. But um, also, um, I'd like to say very special shout out to my mom. Happy birthday. Happy belated birthday. Birthday was February 7th. If you guys get a chance, definitely go say, you know, happy birthday to moms. Because, you know, without her, this would not be possible. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, uh, I've had so many episodes about her. <laughs> um, I'm sure you guys are probably sick of it. But um, at the same time, there might be, might be another one coming very soon. Who knows? I don't know. But um, but yeah, man. Um, definitely happy birthday to my mom's. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that my mom and my um, my dad's birthday are so close apart. I mean, so close. It's like a couple weeks, huh? A few weeks, month. I, I don't know. I can't do math. Math has really escaped me lately. But uh, where you find the Cruising Podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Patreon, YouTube, and anywhere you find podcast needs. That's where you find the Cruising Podcast. Also, where you find latest updates to the show is on Instagram at Cruising Podcast. Also on Twitter at Nice Town. <laughs> first of all um i'm not going to talk about the super bowl today we're, we're not going to do that today we i refuse i won't do it um hold on give me one second but what we'll talk about is um the reason why i named this episode should have rethink this <laughs> this is what i'm mostly going to be talking about Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the Donald Glover um, experiment, I, I would have to say. Um, I'm at a point now where I will consume anything Donald Glover would do. That's one of my favorite actors, favorite producers. You know, Atlanta, you know, he's definitely, uh, he, he's main, he's one of the main people. I mean, well, actually, he is the main person why we have, um, why we have uh, uh, Miles Morales. So we have to thank Donald Glover for that. He's definitely a big patron in the um in the black history. He definitely should be. You know, uh he he gave he gave credence to having a black Spider-Man pretty much. Sorry. But what's what's crazy about this experience with Mr. and Mrs. Smith, they should have rethink thought these this whole entire thing. Uh, that the concept of it was bad. Like there's a program where you get matched with someone, another spy, to be husband and wife, and y'all do missions. And, like, it just felt like the missions kind of, like, it was. It felt convoluted. Like, each mission, I liked it that, I, like, normally I would like a show where it's, you know, we go in, we go mission by mission basis, and, like, we're doing, like, you know, the, the villain of the week type deal. Y'all know me, man. I, I like it. That's how I like Supernatural. I like the when Supernatural was literally doing the Monster of the Week type stuff. I've always liked those type of shows. It might be weird. Might be the only one that does. But I normally like that. But with this show, it feels like the movie version made more sense than a broken down eight episode TV show. The movie, what was great about the movie was that we knew they were married. We knew that they both were spies or hit people or stuff like that. We knew that, but they didn't know that they were working for conflicting companies. And then they also get contracted to kill each other. It, that was the 
you know, that was the defining moment of the show. I mean, of the movie was that, you know, they had to end up working together because they actually love each other, blah, blah, blah. It felt like their relationship skipped steps. You know, we have two awkward people. You know, it's an awkward situation as is where, you know, you really just got married to someone that you literally don't know. And we don't see the, the progression of their relationship to me. I feel like we didn't really get a fleshed out story of like, oh, well, this is where they fell in love or this is where, you know, I, I like to like I do like like some of this, some of the, the missions they went on, like when they were had the double date type deal um, with the other Smiths. And it was like, you know, that's where they, I guess they fell in love. I guess that's where the love story starts. But it just felt like, you know, I couldn't believe um, I know her last name was Eskrin. I think it's Mariah Eskrin. Um, I couldn't believe that she was an assassin, that somehow all of a sudden she can just become an assassin. Somehow she became the leader of them, too, even though he was in military. You know what I'm saying? It's it just like some of the stories just didn't add up sometimes. And it's I like I mean, like I finished it. I, I, I was able to finish it. Um, But it's just. It was to me, I wouldn't say poor. I think once again, this show was probably made during COVID time. You could tell these COVID time shows when they were made. You can definitely tell when these shows were definitely made during that time because their stories are so jumbled up. The writing can be a little bit nah, convoluted, you know, and it's just like you're sitting here watching, it's just like, yeah, this was definitely made during that time. This was definitely written during that time, and they never changed anything from the writer's strike. I think this was actually done before the writer's strike. But like you can just tell, like this is this this was definitely. It, the, there's a lot of excuses you can make, and for them to kind of leave a cliffhanger for a season two, it feels like this is like really the first dud that Amazon has had, and it's sad that it's a, it is a Donald Glover project. Project, but to me, this is the first dud to me. Uh, I'm I love the Jack Reachers. Um, I love the Terminal List. You know, uh, he even has what Gava Gava Island with uh, Rihanna. Great, great film. You know, um, it's just this one just fell flat. It was just really flat, and even the action sequences is like, yeah, they were cool, but like, uh, all right, they, were they believable? Did they move right? Did they do this, that, and the third? Like, I just like I, I don't know. You know, I, I just didn't think it was. I, I just. It wasn't, it was supposed to be an action comedy or type deal. And it's just not enough good action to tell y'all the truth. I mean, like, it's like the therapy episode wasn't bad. That was actually a really good episode, actually. I will say that the double date one was pretty good too. But like, um, the one where they had to get, um, what's his name? Um, fuck, what is his name? Ron Perlman's character. They had to get him and like that, that, one was just stupid. I, I just, I, it was just a nothing episode to me. Uh, I just, it, it just, uh, man. It, and they had a lot of big stars show up on this, like from a episode by episode basis. It was actually pretty cool how you had like different people that we've seen, or like um, Sarah Paulson, like I said, Ron Perlman, old boy from uh, Narcos that played Pablo Escobar. You know, you got all these people. You got uh, Dano, Paul Dano in this. You know, you, you see all these people show up 
in this show, and he's just like, all right, well, this is going to be a star-studded event. We got some good, great actors in this. This got a chance. It just the storyline was flat. the 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 whole company situation was just didn't make any sense. And then we never really get a resolution of what the company is. Why do they operate like this? Is it because of the events of the Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie? Are they connected, or is it just a different Mister and Mrs. Smith? It, it, it's just it was a stupid concept, in my opinion. I, I just I like that. I like the concept where they didn't know they were married to each. They didn't know that each other were spies and they were married to each other. I just that, that was pretty cool. Like, and then them finding out about each other, like man, like when Angelina Jolie was telling him uh, when he was asking, "Who's the kindly old fellow that um that gave you away? Was that that wasn't your father?" <laughs> no, I just paid him. Like I was just like, <laughs> it was hilarious. And then you had Vince Vaughn. You know, it, it was that was actually pretty star studded, but. I, I just, it, it just fell flat. It was a really dumb concept. I, I just, uh, I, I, like, I, like y'all know me, man. I love Donald Glover's content. I love it all, but it's just like, this was just not good. The, the shooting looked bad. Everything just looks, <laughs> it's definitely a COVID show for damn sure. But what's not a COVID show? <laughs> Yo, True Detective Night Country? Oh my gosh. <laughs> they went right back to its roots. The dark roots, like how dark the first season was. I felt like the second season was kind of like light when I first started watching it. I started watching the third season also for a little bit there too. That got a little dark. That was actually a very dark fucking subject. But this one seems like it went back to its roots to where it's a gritty show. But this time it's set in Alaska when, you know, it's nighttime. So just in case people don't know, 40 days, I think, was it 40 days of night? Like, like, um, it would be like 40 days. Like, you don't know it's pitch black. Like the, the, the sun doesn't come back for 40 days or 45 days, something like that. This is in Alaska. And, uh, you know, it's really watching this show and it's like, it's nighttime all the time. It's snowing. So you have the white of the snow contrasting of the, of the dark sky. And then you have this weird murder that just happened. Like a bunch of people just died. And then it's connected to another murder, you know, and it's just and then what's cool about season four is that we have a connection with season one with Cole Ruskin and his dad his his father, Travis. So, you know, and you don't realize it until the oh, I forgot her name, but she tells the story to Navarro about you know he just walked into the snow he had leukemia he just didn't want to deal with it anymore so he just walked into the snow i mean walked into the ocean during the freeze of snow it, it i like that this incorporates the it does incorporate like the natives that 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 are from alaska it incorporates their culture what they fight or what they have fought against especially like with new oil people come in and things like that and uh what we start with in the show is that we you know we 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 see this like science group or out in Alaska. And then all of a sudden there's like a flash of light. And then like the next thing we know is that like four of them are trapped in ice. And it's like this big conspiracy of how they died. And then also it's another big conspiracy of like, they have been protesting these, the, this big company, which is a big thing, of course, but, They've been pro like these. The natives have been protesting the, this big company that is creating pollution in Alaska 
and one of their followers, I mean, one of their leaders, like she was a leader of this, she suddenly dies and there's a video of her like screaming in a in a cave. And now they're trying to figure out where the cave system is. Jodie Foster is, is fucking like the cast of this. Whew, the cast of this is amazing. They did an amazing job at casting this show. I'm sorry, my fault. My sorry. Like the the girl that's Navarro, I, I've never seen her before. Like most of these characters, most of these people, I've never seen before. The kid, the 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 younger um officer, I can't pinpoint where I've seen him before. I can't. His dad definitely has been in a lot of things. Um, but the cast is like perfectly put together to me. I think that they all play off each other very well, very, very well. Um, and yeah, uh, night country is definitely a must watch true detective for sure. I know some people still got like kind of a stink in their mouth for the second season. And then they got a little bit, you know, less of a stink in the mouth in the third, but this fourth season is, is fantastic. It's fantastic. I, I definitely truly agree that like, this is one of the, the yeah, if they, if we're ranking them right now, we're not even at the finale yet. But if we're ranking them right now, it's season one, two, three. I mean, season one, four, three, two. That right now, for sure. Um, yeah, they're the Alaskan snow. All like you feel cold while watching it. It's the weirdest thing ever. Like I just feel cold while watching this show. It's just like I see how cold it is, and I'm just like I don't want to be. I will never live in Alaska. I might visit. I might visit Alaska. It just looks too cold for me. We're a tropical people. I'm a black man. I'm a tropical person. And that's just, we're not meant for snow. I, I ain't trying to do that. But yeah, definitely, guys, got to go check out True Detective Night Country. I know I normally talk about like anime and video games. So we are going into anime real quick. <laughs> Adult Swim has just like brought one of the best like ninja content i've watched in a while and to tell y'all the truth there's a lot of ninja stuff coming out like i would just put this as a post i'm like there's a lot of japan and ninja um content coming out just this week alone we got ninja guy guy move which i'm about to talk to talk about in a second we got house of ninja that comes out the same day as the Vince Staples show. So I don't know which one I want to watch first. I think it's probably going to be House of Ninja. That's coming out on Netflix. Both of them come out on Netflix on the same day, February 15th. And then actually what's crazy, the next day after that, um, Warrior comes out on Netflix. So we're definitely going to be doing a big chant for that one. And then uh, Shogun comes out a little bit later. This, I mean, at pretty much at the end of this month. Um, Shogun on FXX, whatever the fuck they do. Oh, it's weird as shit. But um, yeah. You know, that's coming out, and I am very excited about that. And I mean, very excited about watching that content. But, um, but Ninja Gaimu, let me tell y'all something about this motherfucker, man. Listen, the first couple minutes, first minute of this show, straight brutality, straight up brutality, okay. That, and then we get a little soft in the middle. Okay, well, we're going to live with it. And then it gets back to straight brutality for, like, the last, like, 20 minutes of the show. Like, I'm, I'm like, the last, like, 
10 minutes of this show, like they broke it down very perfectly. They that, almost perfectly. So like the first two minutes, maybe, maybe even 30, 30, maybe like a minute, 30, something like that. It's just straight. This dude is like sweating inside the train. I'm giving y'all first like little, little bit of tidbits. This, this shit's fucking bananas. Um, and it's only the first episode, and it's, in, and it's in English. I don't know if it's an anime. I count it as an anime. It gives anime feel, so you can kiss my ass if you don't think it is. But you sit there, and you watch. This dude is sweating bullets. I'm like, this guy's about to die. Okay. Easily, too. Like, he's running away from something, clearly. And then all of a sudden, he starts folding these ninjas all around him inside of this alleyway. I mean, he is murking them until he gets caught and, and you know, gets got. Then they go to this dude who's, um, you know, the family thing. He's trying to do the family thing. Looks like he's, you know, really trying to stay away from people. And um, then his house gets broken into. And he goes straight dad, Papa Bear mode, starts murking these ninjas. And... Um, Turns out he's a former ninja and uh he's just straight murking him. And uh yeah, and I now y'all know my formula for like modern day great animes. Y'all know my formula, right? They have to lose everything. The main MC has to lose everything for it to be a great anime is that oh has to for a great anime let me tell y'all something he loses everything right but when he wakes up is when shit goes down that's all i want to say that's all i want to say it's supposed to be a revenge tale of like this dude retired from being a net being a ninja and was like really trying to live a secluded life. And then they decided to go back to his doorstep and fuck with him again and awaken the beast that they did not want. I don't think they wanted this guy. This guy became unfucking stoppable. And I mean, he murked a lot of motherfuckers inside of a hospital, okay? Inside of a place where people are supposed to get healed, not killed. This motherfucker right here did everything under the moon that, that that was just straight violence y'all i'm not giving it enough justice okay i love a great revenge tale this is going to be like an animated kill bill type situation like that it's literally what the blue-eyed samurai was but this violence is on a completely completely and i mean blue eyed samurai was violent as fuck this one is way more violent the violence on this is shit okay that's all i'm gonna say the violent you y'all ain't ready y'all not ready just in case everybody doesn't know this is civia y'all see this zero calorie soda with um Zero sugars and all the rest of that cool shit. It's fucking fantastic. I love it. If you're going keto and you want to get rid of sweet stuff out of your life, boom, right there. Make sure you drink a lot of water, though, because you will 
wake up thirsty as shit, I, I will definitely let you know that you might want to definitely have a nice water beside you because you will be thirsty. I promise that. Um, so yeah, man, Ninja Gama. If you guys haven't watched it, it's on Hulu right now. It's actually um appearing on Adult Swim, of course. Most animes do, but they, like it's kind of crazy that like it's simulcast probably through you know through the through I, through Hulu. And holy mother goose, this 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 fucking show is gonna be bonkers, and I'm here for it. I am here for it. I'm here. I don't care. I like. I love it, and it's, I'm here. That's all it is. All right. So that's the shows that I wanted to tell you guys about. Now let's give you guys a little bit of Black History Minute real quick, since we're talking about pure violence. And I will. I'm sorry, but this is will be pure violent. This will be a pure violent episode, I guess. Um, I want to talk about Nat Turner's rebellion. Yeah, that Nat Turner. Nat Turner is um. Let's see, let me let you guys know who Nat Turner is. Nat Turner was luckily, this is kind of crazy, he was born in, on October 2nd, 1800. Probably a fake age, but they just said, okay, well, he's born in 1800. But, it, but Nat Turner also died on November 11th, 1831. That's for sure. Okay? Let's do this. Nat Turner was born in uh, Southampton, County, Virginia. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. Okay, cool. Yeah. He's born in Southampton County, Virginia. Is that the seven cities? That sounds like the seven cities. Okay. Well, he was born there. Um, just in case people don't know, Nat Turner was probably not his real name. Actually, Turner. Well, clearly, Nat Turner was not his fucking real name. He took the name, his last name, his surname came from his slave master. So just in case people don't know, this is why most of slaves have like certain last names because they got the same last names as their slave masters. This is why this is why, um, you know, some people would say that's my slave name because they got the name from their masters. So Nat Turner, um, he was able to learn and read and write at a young age. <laughs> What's crazy is he was identified as having natural intelligence and quickness of apprehension suppressed by few oh that's wild so why is nat turner why is he significant in um black culture and also in in black history pretty much nat turner uh led a four-day rebellion with a um with a small militia of, of actually it started off small it started off small like he had like a few if i remember like if i tell you guys the story correctly um there is a movie about it um what's cool about what he did was he had a, a few people and um what happened was is that okay this is cool so he waited until the the solar eclipse was visible in virginia he believed the eclipse to be a sign of the time of revolt Turner envisioned this as a black man's hand reaching over the sun. Ooh, okay, okay. So, um, Turner originally planned to begin the rebellion on Independence Day, July 4th, 1831, but he had fallen ill and used the delay to additionally plan with his co-conspirators. On August 13th, I asked, yeah, well, all the rest of that shit, um, 
took this as a sign. Starting with a few, he ultimately enlisted more than 70 enslaved and free blacks, some of whom were on horseback. The rebels first killed Turner's slave owner and his family, then traveled from house to house freeing slaves and killing many of the white people, white people, of course, they're saying white people, but, you know, slave masters whom they encountered. Um, here's the crazy part is that it was violent. Um, his, his, uh, his rebellion got a little violent. Okay. To a point where there was some little decapitation going on. That's what, that's the story that's in the history books. Once again, history is written by the victors. Clearly, this is only four days, and Nat Turner clearly gets fucking caught. Um, what's what? What he was doing was he was going plantation by plantation and killing slave owners, uh, and they were literally leaving no stone turned. And he was freeing these slaves. And then also, as he was freeing them, the militia got bigger. Okay, it got bigger. It got he started recruiting more slaves. So Nat Turner, if we're being honest, he was the Civil War's Spartacus. I know it sounds crazy. You might not. This is this is how we we should be talking about this. He was Spartacus. People followed Nat Turner. Most of Nat Turner was a bishop, was a was a pastor, was a um was a bit was a was what the fuck um baptist baptist um pastor um we called he was a kind master who plays oh okay i don't know what that means um he pretty much he had to do with you know i mean he he terrorized this place and um he killed okay so ended up he killed uh 55 to 65 um people making it the deadliest slave revolt in u.s history the rebellion was effectively suppressed within a few days at belmont plantation on the morning of august 23rd but turner survived in hiding for more than 30 days afterwards there was widespread <laughs> there was widespread fear the white population in the aftermath of the rebellion militia mobs kills as many of 120 enslaved people in free african-americans retaliation after the trials the commonwealth of virginia executed 56 enslaved people accused of participating in the rebellion including turner himself many black people who had not participated were also persecuted in the frenzy because turner was educated and was a preacher southern state legislators subsequently passed new laws prohibiting the education of enslaved people and free free black people restricting rights to of assembly and other civil liberties of free black people and requiring the white ministers to pr be present at all worship okay so lonnie lonnie bunch director of the national uh, i'm reading this straight from uh, wikipedia real quick um national museum of african-american history and culture said the Nat Turner Rebellion is probably the most significant uprising in American history. I want to say why. I want to say why. I want to say what should be said about this. Yes, they did. They did some unruly things. Remember, we were collected as, oh, 
human trophy collecting. What the fuck? After his execution, Turner's body was dissected and flayed with his skin being used to make souvenir purses. What the fuck? Oh, hell no. See, this is where shit got weird, man. I never read that before. Oh, it's whatever. That's what? Okay, so after 1830, that is fucking wild. Oh damn. Okay. Sorry. That, that was weird as shit. I've never I never read that part. Oh. Well, what's interesting about this is that the, the slave rebellion kind of started the whole we should be free type deal. And it scared people that we were educated. And it made people, you know, blacks, want to search for education. And it's scared. Once again, the most the most dangerous thing to a rebellion, the most dangerous thing to a simple mind is giving them a book. That's dangerous. It's dangerous. You don't want them to get smart. You don't want them learning math, writing, and arithmetic. And Nat Turner knew all those. And he was naturally like this. It wasn't like how many other names would, you know, no. He was naturally an intellect. And what scared people was that type of intellect can bring people together and cause mayhem. Once like the rebellion started a lot of other things like i think the john brown raids were started after that too hold on let me see let me see uh john brown i want to make sure i get that abolitionist because he died damn he died at, yeah 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 yeah. so yeah in charleston i remember i remember this story yeah hold on let me see because this raid raid on harper's ferry sorry so what you got to understand is that Nat Turner's rebellion really put a fire in a lot of other people. Fire that they didn't even know they had in them. You know, especially guys like John Brown. You know, John Brown was a white abolitionist trying to get slaves free. And, you know, the, due to a, a raid at Harper's Ferry trying to get weapons, he got caught, got killed in um in Virginia. But... Those type of deals, you know, you got the Underground Railroad, you know, there was people trying to get slaves to the north, to, to Canada, to make sure that they, you know I mean, live live it free, because that's what they are, they should be free, they're human beings, you know, um, these type of, I know it doesn't seem heroic, but like, and I know he was very violent in his, in his, in his exploits, so it's, it's not beyond me, but, you know, like, if you go back to my episode about slavery, like you gave really them no choice. <laughs> and once we started being able to read a book, once we've been able to, they, the fear was that assembly, we weren't allowed to sit, they weren't, uh, I'm sorry, not we, my ancestors were not allowed to assemble with each other because if they assemble, you know, that that's a hive mind. Once that hive mind gets together and makes a decision, there's more of them than us that's that's 
what the thought process are they? That's how you keep you you divide and try to conquer. See, you try to put fear in them when you put them all to through executions, but really just fire it up a belly. So just in case people need any reference about um Nat Turner, there is a movie out called Beast of a Nation. Uh no, I'm sorry, Birth of Beast of a Nation. What the fuck is wrong? Birth of a Nation. Um, it's actually there should be two of them, right? There was a there was an older one too, Birth of a Nation. Um Birth of a Nation. There, I thought there was two. There's one that's from 2016 for sure. Yeah, 1915. There we go. Yep. Birth of a Nation. But I don't think there's about the Nat Turner raids. Actually, it was. Hold on, wait a minute. Let me put some pimping in it. Birth of a Nation was the first non-serial 12 reel film ever made. Damn. Part fiction, part history. Chronicles the assassination of... Oh, well, okay, cool. So it's not about the Nat Turner raids. Okay, so the Birth of a Nation is um is the... Uh... Huh. That's interesting. There's two of them? So that means there's two of them. Okay, so there's one from 2016 um, that's about the Nat Turner, about Nat Turner and his raid. So if you guys want to get some references to that, definitely do that. And also go read a um read a book. <laughs> go read some books on this, man. Um, not like you, you read history books, yeah. Some of them lie, some of them suck. But um, yeah, man, I, I just I'll definitely recommend reading about you know this, this uprising that definitely sparked change spark the the thought of change in america um and by in 1831 so I, w- I just wanted to talk about him um probably um some, on wednesday probably talk about harriet tubman give you guys some some insight about her i guess i don't think i did a harriet tubman episode but um so with that i want to say i love all you guys um happy black history month to all those that are celebrating happy black because it's happy black history year baby no i'm joking uh no no seriously black history year for sure but um with that i want to say uh where you can find the cruising podcast is on apple podcast spotify patreon youtube and anywhere you can find your podcast needs that's where you find the cruising podcast also where you can find latest updates of the show is on instagram at cruising podcast also on twitter at nice town finance and please get definitely go read your history you know what i'm saying um leave a five-star review on apple Podcasts if you can and also leave a five-star review on spotify if you can and please 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 leave uh, a written review on apple Podcasts and a, and let me know how you're doing on spotify man that's all i care about i mean that's what i care about baby so um with that uh there'll be a patreon episode tomorrow not tonight we're gonna do a patreon episode tomorrow so with that i like to say i love all of you don't do anything i will do catch you guys later deuces